if you have ever thought about being a project manager, the best way to actually try and get some experience of that inside of the workplace is voluntary work. Volunteer at a local church or community center, a charity, whatever your favorite charity is. Find out if you can do some project work, whether it's a coordinator's role, junior project management, get a team for it. You don't have to do it in the workplace, first of all, and take a career risk. There's other ways that you can come into the pool of learning. I've been at this now for over 30 years. I'm really looking to pay forward the next generation of project managers. Hey, and welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Don Adams from donadamsonline.com. And she is a co-author with Pat Masidi in the best chapter of your life. And Don is going to be telling us about how she has run her own consultancy business. She has coached and mentored many project and program managers. She's now a transformation director, providing courses and coaching for newcomers to project management. So we're going to be talking today about the multi-million dollar projects Don has been working on, how you recognize a nature-born project leader, motivating and getting your clients and students to learn and accept coaching and everything that comes with that. So Don, glad to be talking to you. Yeah, very good to speak to you as well, Robert. Looking forward to the conversation. Same here. And so what has you excited these days? What has you fired up the last six or 12 months? What are the fun projects? What are the problems and the challenges? The big problems and challenges that I'm experiencing with my clients at the moment is they are in the financial services sector in Europe. As you can imagine, through the pandemic, through what is the economic crisis that we're going through now with the war in the Ukraine and various other challenges as well. The financial services sector is exposed to quite a lot of ups and downs and delivering transformation in the middle of regulatory inspection and making sure that the companies remain stable and there are no further crashes like there were in 2008-9. Then it's been an interesting time, but as I say, I've never been out of work when I needed work with a project manager's career. It's most definitely not only rewarding, but lucrative. And for now, we're really looking into the abyss of what the next months and potentially couple of years will bring in terms of the financial performance and the economic performance within Europe and the rest of the world. I think times we live in. Yeah, it seems like it's never really slowed down or going to slow down. It seems like there, there's always just some kind of problem that's in front of us, whether it's with like quantitative easing or artificial intelligence in the future or the current crisis. It will never get a break. It will only speed up. But as you said, that's good for someone in your profession because it keeps you employed and keeps you working on sort of these challenges. And so can you tell us what your typical person is when they come and find you? Where are they stuck? What's their problem? And then what's this sort of transformational change all about to get them where they need to go? Sure. There's probably two different types of people that I come across that are looking to be coached through project management career. One is a direct entry. So some, somebody that's had a career elsewhere, or this is maybe their first career, they've come out of college, university, and they're really just keen to understand what's out there in the world because they, maybe the degree that they've picked up just doesn't pay what they'd hoped it would when they started out in the degree three, four years ago, times have changed. And the other type of person is somebody that's already in what I would call a job change, change job family. And those change job families could be anything from a business analyst, technical analyst, somebody working with data. My background is actually as a statistician. So, you know, the numbers worked out for me. 
but it's really those people that are aspiring towards a change career, something that is a, a huge variety of change in your day-by-day -day life at work. And then you've obviously got the change in your personal life to contend with. So you have to have an appetite for change. But really, it's somebody that it's really looking to develop an art, a craft of delivering change. And although people can deliver change, it takes a set of skills to coordinate and communicate change to land it first time. Oh, okay. And I like what you said there about how it's important to have this appetite for change because it seems like as I'm talking to you, what's going through my head is that the good old days, so to speak, of the mid-century, 50s, 60s, 70s, when you got a degree, you chose your job, you just found your fit. It seemed like it was just like a straight line to retirement, right? Worked, you put in your hours, that was it. But then we hear so much about how you have to do a lot of trial and error and update your skills and then find your fit. And it, it ends up being just a blend of all these different factors. And so is that on the right track that it's not a, as simple as maybe it was, but then the, maybe the opportunities were greater as long as we know how to play the game and be dynamic with all these changes? I think you're right. So in, in terms of maybe the kind of millennial generation, I'm really finding now that they've come out of university and then they're questioning maybe why they've invested so many months and years of their lives in that route to then find jobs like project managers that you can actually get into leader, leadership positions within three to five years, fairly senior in an organization and as an influencer in that organization as well. It's not a job that you really need an entry level degree for. It does help depending on which sector or industry you go into. Obviously, if you want to be involved in change in rocket science, you're going to have to have a few more certificates behind you than just walking straight in high school or secondary school like we have in the UK. But from a general entry point for business project managers, it, there are huge opportunities to get in, as I said before, around some of the technical support roles, get in there, understand how change works, how you support a business and raise incidents and software and just day-to-day -day activities regarding password resets and whatever. And those opportunities then present yourself for either a career in business change or technology change. That, that's exciting that you can get in there and find a role and prove yourself and then rise in the ranks very quickly. And so some of these things that you're mentioning here are that some of your, your clients are feeling like maybe their college degree was a waste or their previous work experience was a waste. And at least for me personally, I feel like those kinds of things are just like part of the journey. And when you get, say, some kind of a certificate or a degree, in a lot of ways, you're showing that you stuck with something. And whenever someone names or poo-poos about college, I think how many jobs are out there where they say you don't need a specific degree, just like some kind of a two-year or some kind of a four-year degree just to get your foot in the door. So when someone out there is saying, oh, college is such a waste, it should just be eliminated. What would you say to someone like that? I would say it's really dependent on the individual. I think there are certain characters that welcome the opportunity to go through the academic world. You can learn an awful lot in that space. And you're obviously passionate about that. Spending three, four or five years or so in an academic environment, learning about a subject in depth. It's not for the faint hearted for sure. And although you, you kind of come out of that and you may not find an instant connection and fall into project management or project management may find you as a career it's it's likely that at some point you'll go full circle and the thing that you love gives you an opportunity 
to actually do project management in that space. And I've got colleagues who have been museum curators after having done history degrees. They now do uh, change management and they actually, for one example would be a replacement of Concords in an air aviation museum. Absolutely love that project individually. So it's not to say it becomes completely disregarded as a degree at all. But it's more a case of it gives you a discipline, absolutely gives you a discipline of being able to go through the process of getting that degree, understand what it takes. And actually, there's a lot of similarities in project management as well. So if you think about writing your theses, you have to build huge business cases, multi-million dollar business cases for some of the projects that you do which does require you to be very eloquent, very impactful, and very clear about your end goals and outcomes for the program. It's not something that companies do to sign off 400 million, 500 million pounds for spend in a couple of years without believing that you've got the commitment behind you. So I would say the degree is never wasted. And you're tapping into something, an interesting idea here in that it's easy to see your profession as something that's dull and boring, right? You can say, oh, a project management or academia as if it's something that is like the, the most dull subject in the world. But you've been saying here that you can get into a field that you're really passionate about or work in an organization or solve a problem that in itself can be very exciting. And I'm sure that you and I both, Don, have sometimes sat at a computer and said, this is so boring. I'm sitting and there's a keyboard here and I'm, I'm talking to, I'm literally, we're literally both talking to a wall, but then the subject within it is then can then become exciting. And so have you ever struggled with anything like that? Like with some of these, these really like businessy, like corporate professions, it's really easy to fall into the blandness. So have you, have you fallen into that? Or do you have any tips for us to get excited and passionate and reinvigorated about some of these projects? I think generally for me, I'm actually more of a category of a generalist in project management. I really enjoy the technical change. I grew up in systems integration, so I do understand the, the bytes and the boxes and the servers and the blades and everything else that is technical. And then I moved into business change over a number of years, and now I do a hybrid of both. So I do a lot of acquisitions and mergers for large corporates and manage those teams. But the ones that maybe are a little bit stayed for me are the ones that are more regulatory facing. So whether you're in the oil and, oil and gas sector and you have huge regulatory oversight there, telecom sector, similarly, a lot of communications firms and security protocols required in those industries, and then also in financial services sector. So financial services have layers of both national and international uh, regulators that you need to bear in mind. So from my point of view, when I first started out in financial services sector, I'd come out of public sector. And the irony there is they always fill out things in triplicate. But from a point of view of financial services, there were so many at that time competing pieces of regulation, which have now largely been standardized across the regulators. But to get passionate about that, for me, is quite easy as a generalist because I love to pact positive change. So I like to see something that lasts over time which takes me down the communications route. I like to talk to people, take them on a journey, tell them where they'll be at X point in time, and then hopefully get to a point where they've landed the change. But you do come across change protagonists, and those are probably the hardest people to overcome when you are in a regulatory project. And I think part of the hints and tips of guiding those types of projects are key and it really is a case of those more staid types of project, regimented projects, 
actually serve you massively in your future projects because it gives you a big information bank of things that you actually log in the back of your mind when you come on to your next business project, which is largely facing to the customer, you have those regulatory rules locked in your memory. And that makes you much better at serving your business stakeholder and your business customer. So I always think about paying forward to future projects when I'm in a project that's maybe not as smooth or as joyful as maybe I would like it to be. It's just think about maybe how that can pay forward in the future and how you'll be able to positively influence maybe somebody that isn't in their sweet spot as a business leader and the information you'll be able to share with them. And that's interesting to think about that some of the, these transferable skills that you and I have picked up from our various lifetimes and career changes that it applies to the past as well as the future, right? You're solving a problem in the present day and you think back to something you did 10, 12 years ago and you're like, oh yeah, I, it was hard then, but I picked up that skill figuring out the server infrastructure and your blades and the networking and whatever, like something that you were, that was just like such a drag. years ago is now something that you can apply now, but that also applies into the future, that if you're struggling at the moment, frustrated, trying to solve some sort of a problem, butting heads with someone else, once you break through, then these skills you're picking up now will then pay off into the future. And you mentioned a few things that are just kind of to think about and percolate in the brain, just as far as when you're around other people and you're helping solve other people's problems, then that is a way to get excited and that sometimes you may adopt some other kind of persona, right? You're in this career and you figure out these skills and then you switch gears, but you might also go back and once you've seen the big picture, you might say, I was in this career, career A and then career B. And then after a while, you might find a way to merge the two and become like a completely unique person and really solve a different problem in the marketplace. And so You've clearly been around and you've seen lots of interesting things and helped lots of interesting people. So now it's story time. Do you have any fun stories to share with us, like success stories or problems of facing challenges with yourselves or with your clients? Any fun stories come to mind or really solidify what we're talking about? Fun and projects. It's something to think about that. I think one of the best things about being in projects, possibly not fun, but actually one of the best kickbacks of being a project manager and a program manager is the people you meet. The best teams that you come across are just completely out of the blue. You build such firm friendships going forward. And I would say that from a client perspective, I have collected clients over the years that we're still friends now. Some of them even turned up by my wedding a few years ago. And then the friendships as well, even as close as last year, early this year, we had a group of maybe five or six on an outsourcing program and they were just the best people. And I'd actually brought three of them from previous projects onto this project because they were just the best fit. And I think that's probably the best fun you can have is building your own A-team. I love to be able to impress the client by the fact that when I move as a leader, the team moves with me because they just know what the drumbeat is. They just know how things work. And you only get that through trying and testing relationships. And it's lovely that those people trust me enough to be able to follow me client to client when I ask them to come. They usually do. But I think that's the greatest fun is just working with your friends, people that become friends over time. And so what's your secret with that? Because you're making me think back to different times when I had like a school projects or work projects. And sometimes the teams were not that great. And sometimes I felt like it was more work with the team 
versus doing it with myself or there'd be this or that bad apple in the bunch. And so you alluded to here, you keep these relationships going and you have these friends over time that you can then pick up later. But how do you even filter those people out? How do you judge a good or a bad team or if someone is good to be in a team? It just, it seems like a lot to navigate and it seems really easy to go wrong with that. Yeah, I think you have to be a very good reader of people to start with. Knowing who the hard workers are and the people that aren't just people that put long hours in, they actually know what the outcomes are and the slickest way to get there. Those are great people to get on your teams anyway. But I always try to make things fun on a day basis. So if we have a daily roundup call or a start of day call, I always try and put some fun and some humor in there. Bizarre things become the favorite chat item of a team. I think in our last team, it was donuts. And there was a big donut debate, whether it was a filled donut or a ring donut. So again, I think it's more a case of just having time to be very serious, to deliver these multi-million pound outcomes for your client, but also know that there's people at the end of change. Because if people that deliver projects, they don't just deliver themselves. It's not a plan that delivers a project. There's no way on earth the plan is ever current enough once it's written to actually be the thing that you quote all corral around. The people are what look at the plan and they provide the insights. And if you don't have fun with them along the way, then they will come back and they want corral around you as the project lead. But for me, I think the skills that I look for in people are honesty. Never be afraid to either bring up a potential new path or solution. Never be afraid to bring up a problem or something that's broken and they can't fix it themselves. But also just to play all in, it really is just a case of you're at work a long time each day and each week. Get in there, enjoy what you do. And I'm all for rewarding people as well. So if they put their heart and soul into something, I wouldn't expect them to work all the way through a Friday. You might give them a half day once in a while, ask them to walk away and just go out and arrange some time with the family. But taking an interest in people absolutely pays dividends in, in their personal circumstance and what works for them. Effectively, just making sure you know what makes them tick. I, I love it. Awesome. So remember to have fun. And you're making me think about times when, say, in school, when it was near the end of the semester, when we would play like a Jeopardy game, like a quiz show with the like the historical facts that we knew. So we were still learning, but we were applying it in a fun way. You're reminding me of when there would be like barbecues at work and even in like my own self-motivation, I'll find ways to gamify what I'm working on, I'll say, well, let me just get through 10 more people in this job, or let me get through 20 more rows in the spreadsheet. And you mentioned something in there that time does not always equal productivity, right? Like you might have people on the team who can work fast or they can work smart, not necessarily working hard or working those long hours. You don't have to kill yourself and work on a Friday night or a Sunday morning. You can, you can get all those various factors and have fun and be a good people person and be honest and be aware of problems and be aware of, like you said, what makes people tick. That way you can get along with them and you can motivate them and you can help them. And it seems to all, all feed on it on itself. And so as we're winding down this conversation here, do you think there's anything that we left out in this conversation about being a good project manager and getting along with others in transformational change? Any last bits of advice that you feel like fitting in here before we wind up? I would just say that if you have ever thought about being a project manager, the best way to, to actually 
try and get some experience of that if outside of the workplace is to do some voluntary work. Volunteer at a local church or community centre, a charity, whatever your favourite charity is. Go find out if you can do some project work with them, whether it's a coordinator's role, or junior project management, get a theme for it. You don't have to do it in the workplace, first of all, and take a career risk. There's other ways that you can come into the pool of learning. And there's a lot of people out there like me that have completed their career in the main. I've been at this line for over 30 years. So from my part, I'm really looking to pay it forward and to, to pay forward the next generation of project managers. I really enjoy mentoring people, coaching them through hard circumstances, but also giving them the more technical skills that they need to be able to navigate as they get more senior through the project families as well. Yeah, I would just say, give it a go. I think there's nothing wrong with putting a project manager, a project experience on your CV and then moving forward with your career if it's not for you. Because again, as a discipline, it serves you in great stead for other jobs as well. I think that's a really good idea that you don't have to necessarily take that long-term risk of switching careers. You can do this thing on the side, help out some cause, some nonprofit, some organization, and see how you like it and see the benefits more immediate and upfront than you might see in a career. And then it makes a great line item on the resume there and maybe even something that can stand out. If, if your competition for some new job position is just academics and work experience, and you can say they worked on some nonprofit or, or some other fun causes there, then that can be a thing to make you stand out, to make you feel good. And even as you said, this is even something that can be done later in life if you're approaching or have reached retirement and the money making part of your life for a large part is over. And now it's time to give back and to help the world be a better place than it was than when you arrived here, then this can be a fun thing to do later on in life. So if someone out there says, man, I'm fired up, I'm energized about what Don has to say. I, I wonder where has this person been all my life? I need to take the next step. I need to find her website, I need to contact her and see what she has going on. So where can someone do that? And what do you have going on moving into the future? Yeah, so the best place to come is donadamsonline.com. So we are about to launch a new project course there, an eight-module course, which takes you through the various stages of the skills and capabilities that you need to learn as a, an entry-level project manager. And at the turn of the year, we've also got some more courses coming online as well regarding more specialized skills. We are probably, I'm particularly finding some of the project managers that are going up into program manager level, seniority, they are requiring more support in terms of financial management. So some of those numbers are quite large when you get to program manager level. So you're talking about the hundreds of millions and it's really building that confidence as to how do I step out of the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands and add a few more zeros onto the back of the budget. How do I even dream about managing that? So we've got some skills in those spaces coming up on a, a kind of less core space, but more module bite-sized learnings. And there'll be a lot more happening next year as well. Best place is donadamsonline.com. Exciting. Then we will see you there. If you're the kind of person that wants bigger and better challenges, which can come with stress, but stress can also lead to opportunity, then your next stop, your next location needs to be Don Adams online.com so we will see you there so that we can check out those courses that don was mentioning and so much more don adams online.com go there now and thank you don for this conversation and sharing with us some of your best secrets and tips it was a lot of fun 
And I think that these project managers and would-be program managers need to check out your website, Don Adams Online, so we'll see you there. And thank you, Don, for showing up. Oh, thanks so much, Robert. Great to talk to you today.